The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Just said I could have my red stapler. <laughs> just kind of hold on to it for a while. We'll you see. specifically said that I could we'll keep see what, my stapler. We'll see what happens. It's um, it's Friday today That's as we're true. recording this. Fucking great day. Sunday. That's my birthday. It's your birthday, dude. <laughs> it's my wow. birthday. What does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, it's, uh, I'm going to go hiking with my buds. I've surprised <laughs> even you. And I'm kind of freaked out. Oh, Chuck didn't close the door. You're going through Hang a on, cave. I got, I got, I'm gonna I got it. I got it. I got it. You got it? I got it. Okay. That's so my last a, service. There's a group thread with myself, Jared, Chuck, Tanner's on there, a bunch of other dudes, some of whom I know, some of whom I don't, and... We're gonna go. There's caves. We're going on a hike. I've just I've never been to Pinnacles. Pinnacles. It's around here, you know. It sounds it's sounds like an, the Hangover. We're just a bunch so, of buds. So we <laughs> drive we drive for an hour. Yeah, and then, and then I've never been there, so it's like a two mile circle. It's a national park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you can go ham. This thing, this could be like a twelve mile hike, but Is it we're just be doing like a small Fern, loop. Fern Canyon repeat. We're gonna be just soaked in water, just and blacking out. No, I think I don't think so. I think this is more like. More like if you were to picture something like a Sedona in the desert vibes with like crazy spires that you can see. But apparently that part of our hike is we go through a cave that's dark enough that a flash of light is required. So <laughs> Chris we and take Charles, like a flare? <laughs> Chris and Charles are <laughs> just kind of freaked not out. Not very seasoned in spelunking. No. So, and I'm for sure super seasoned. I'm just I'm, kidding. I haven't been in a long time. Well, I'm kind of a land lover. Well, that's yeah. a good thing because it's going to be as much enveloped in land as possible. I love the concrete, you yeah. know. Oh, uh, that kind of land. Because like, this uh, is like this is like you know, like in a tomb, you're <laughs> surrounded by rocks. It's like shit's going to be flying out of the walls at us. No, this, this is, is not arrows. the bat cave. There is a bat, a cave with bats. Another cave there called. Uh, I think we're doing the Bear Gulch Cave. Or no, we're doing balconies. So whenever anyone says cave, I just immediately picture Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark opening scene. That's kick ass. That's <laughs> what we're hoping for. Super tight. That's what we're hoping for. Me and eight of my buds just rolling through the cave. I'm, I'm going back and forth. Um, do we need to make a movie about Jared's birthday? I don't know. We could. Which is just, do I want to carry my camera around all day? I don't know. What are you going to bring? I'm, I have a, a little you know headlamp that Brittany got me. So I'm going to give you a little headlamp. But are you going to bring a backpack with snacks br- in it? I mean, stuff, we'll bring or? like a nice chest with a little bit of probably some beer and water and yeah, we're not going to hike with that. That'll just stay. No, yeah, I'll stay like in our car and then just, I'll probably just bring like, yeah, a small backpack. I mean, it's two miles total. So so it's not very long. No. Yeah. Okay. It's two miles. I mean, I didn't pick the big one on purpose because the driving time and like, we're not going to like run the two miles, but, and we're probably going to want to stop and hang out a little bit. Here's what I want to know. 
where are we going out to dinner afterwards? Dude, I'm super into whatevs. I mean, we're going to be out in, in south of Salinasville. I bet you we could find some just real nice tacos. chicharrones and yeah. tacos. I feel like somebody's got to know something on the way back. And I feel like it'd be pretty simple. And then, then I'm just, at that point, it'll have been like, we have pie and bacon for breakfast. <laughs> well, maybe not you, but <laughs> what does that mean? It's the tradition in my house. So pie my and bacon. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, we eat pie and bacon for breakfast on birthdays with coffee. It's a very healthy start. I mean, pie and coffee is delicious. Yeah, you maybe throw the bacon one of in the there. Most legendary combinations ever. So that's what we do. And so that's what we're gonna do. I have three pies coming. We got an apple, strawberry, and a blueberry where, where? because there's people coming at my house. Where do you get the pie? We make them. Brittany crushes pie. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. We, cru- we crush a good pie at my house. Mm. Yep. Bath mats are in, so who knows? And then tonight, you're going to watch the Warriors get a win. That's, that's it. That's the start to my birthday is Warriors winning in time of the series. 2-2. One of my old homies, his brother and his friend paid for a billboard to go up in Toronto. That really? Says, Rest in peace, Mac Dre. I'm gonna do it for the Bay. That to remind us that Drake still loves the Bay. <laughs> epic, dude. Really? Yeah. They sent me a picture of it. That's a good move. I was like, I want to know how much that costs. That's a that's a sick move. It's kind of gangster. I had no idea. Freaking Drake, dude. He's so funny to watch. You have, have you wa- you haven't seen? I haven't this? seen any of the games. I've been so underwater. I I haven't so I watched that. I haven't watched anything. The only thing I've watched on TV in the last three days is I watched. It's like 10 minutes of skateboarding oh, yeah. every day to get me stoked. And then before you go skate, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Just to get the hype going. Yep. I got basketball. Then that's, that. <laughs> that's my thing. The b-ball. But Dude, that's I got, it. I got the ball in the trunk. I, I've kind of wanted to go play, but I haven't haven't really made that shit happen. I actually have the ball in the car, too. And that reminds me that when I go to the gym, they have a needle. I could pump up my basketball just a little bit more. That's all. Mm. Just a I got a pump, more. too. You got a pump, too? I got a pump. Shit. I, I think I might have two, this. actually. <laughs> Double pump? Little tiny pumps. I pump it from both ends. <laughs> <laughs> He's double you can pump it ball. super hard. <laughs> I think they only have one inlet. I though. pump up each testicle. Yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. One, yeah. <laughs> Going for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's pumping his balls, huh? Well, what are we going to talk about today? I think we're already doing it. We're talking about your birthday. Man, it's, my it's birthday. A celebration it of is Jared a celebration. Truby. You know, we're gonna. Uh, and then the next day, I leave for my anniversary trip, just in time for us to open a store, pretty much. How many days apart? Birthday to anniversary. Three, four, four. Three. four. If you like, if you're doing like nine counts as one, then 10, 11, and 12 is our okay. anniversary. So three ish. Here's how to remember Jared's birthday 69. That's true. <laughs> That's easy way. <laughs> Six, nine. Six, nine, 82. Never forget it. Yep. Put it in the, the now somebody's like, well, you don't even need to put it in. Identity thieving me. That's the thing. You don't even have to put it in your calendar. It's no. just in your mind forever. Yeah, you'll never forget my birthday. 69. 69's it's, for it's Jared Truby. You, was it shirt? Was it your birthday? I came by the French press and I got you that little whiskey. bottle of whiskey yeah. and a little card. <laughs> I was like, oh, "Here's some coffee." I'm just hanging out here. Jared's like, "State oh, Street on a birthday." Yeah, I was like, "I don't know people What's here happening? really that well." I don't have a ton of friends in Santa I Barbara. I just got here. <laughs> I'm like, uh, "You're all same." San Luis Obispo represents <laughs> your birthday. You're my only friend. We're peaking I'm hard. Get you, get you. A surprise. I'm gonna get you some whiskey. You can pound it at home, and then actually Patrick Melroy and. J and T were pretty rad. That's Julian Todd. Sleep. Yep. You can just go take a nap. Whiskey <laughs> straight to nap. What do you even do? I thought about that yesterday. I was I, like, I'd what do I even do? I thought a lot. That's nothing new. At least you organize your birthday. You know what? I'm Although actually I terrible. Nobody responded to the last thread. 
Well, some of them did this morning. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I put my phone in an airplane and woke up to Ryan DeWitt. I didn't get it. He's a uh, classic, classic. He said he was going to drive a car. Oh, cool. He could take four people and then... Nick Yo and Zach were like, which you you'll know that you'll be like, oh those guys, I've seen those guys. <laughs> Are they like around at the gym? Or? Yeah, they're all like, there's like some dudes about town, some dude bros. <laughs> yeah, Nick works at Looker slash Googlerker, Googler, because <laughs> Google just bought Looker. Did they really? They did. Wow. Two point something billion. Shit. Two point seven billion for no Looker. No fucking way. Mm-hmm. So Google. I wonder what entices a company of that size to. Sell. I mean, obviously yeah. money, but access to. I don't know. Good what? question. I don't know, but I mean, the, I mean their analytics were obviously like a round good. Of funding. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how tech world works in that context. I have no clue either. It's like, do you build to sell or do you build to build something special? And I'm sure it's both sometimes. And I guess that's sort of the point. I don't understand. I feel like are they out of a job? Some of these people are they. Uh, oh, yeah, like what's the what's the blowback? How's it work? You sell and then not gonna not gonna work. Then anymore. you kind of have a boss, maybe. When yeah. You didn't before slash, I guess if you have funding investment, you or are publicly traded, you have a boss anyway. Were because they public looker? I don't know if they're public. Now they I are. Using I guess that as but an yeah, example, totally. You're because you're responsible to, to shareholders, shareholders, so. They're That's like, we you, demand more profits. They're like, you have to keep growing, even mm, if it you means know. you're just fucking piling on the debt. But we're growing. Yeah. No, you know what would be cool if you were? We need some more profits. They're all, you know what? I got it. We're going to find a lot of small businesses, and we're going to take their patents away. We're going to fucking <laughs> steal their shit. <laughs> and with the and money that we make from that, I mean, Cat and Cloud mm. must be selling, you know, at least hundreds of dollars in T-shirts. We're going to buy more degrees. At least. Look at all Look these at degrees. All these degrees. <laughs> hey, Kanye, if you ever listen to the Cat and Cloud Dude, podcast, Kanye. now's your time. We could use you to MAGA for us. <laughs> Let's make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> MAGA. <laughs> what? <laughs> for my birthday, I had just like one MAGA announcement from MAGA. Kanye West. Maybe. A positive one, though. Maybe please, if we sir. lose and we have to give up. The name we just put MAGA on our all of our apparel. <laughs> MAGA with the cat and cloud. Logo. MAGA and cloud. MAGA. <laughs> you guys having a good time? Having a great time. MACA. Make no. They call McDonald's Maccas in, in New Zealand. Mac- Maccas. So I can't do Maccas. Maccas. Can you do Maccas? Yeah. Pop on over to Maccas. I'm going to Maccas. Man, we're killing it right now. Dude, I'm, I feel pretty good about it. This is good. This. No, this, this is I was listening to Lacey. Oh yeah, Lacey's podcast, uh-huh. grown ass, grown ass woman, club, club, club. I can't even say the word club. Don't need to. I fucking love the banter. They crush the banter. Oh, they crush the banter. Yeah, they, she's funny. They kill it. But then they're diving into provocative topics. What's the most provocative topic you've I'll, heard I'll recently? I'll fucking tell you on their podcast anyway. One that they recently did was art versus the artist. Specifically, they were. I only listened to the first half of it, but they were kind of focusing on the entertainment world. So the R. Kelly's, the Michael Jackson's, right? The Chris Brown's and diving a little bit into film. Uh, let's say Harvey Weinstein. Okay. Into all these fucking shenanigans. His company funded a lot of like classic movies. Let's say Pulp Fiction. Sure. Like Pulp Fiction to me, that's a that's a Quentin Tarantino yeah, yeah. film. Yep. But 
Harvey Weinstein's company funded it. Mm. Now he's in all of this bullshit. So if you watch Pulp Fiction or buy Pulp Fiction, you support. Weinstein. Are you supporting? Like where? They're, what they're really discussing is where does the line end? Right. You know how far removed does it have to be? That's interesting. And some people will say that the line doesn't end. You you take it forever. And then uh, you know something they were talking about, which is really interesting, is. If you're going to take it like that, how much do you know about everything else that's in your life? Like what went oh, into making this sure. what went into making this telephone that I'm using? Yeah, I you mean, know who who funded all of this and what labor practices were used to produce this and where are all these components made? Um, so they're talking about where you know, where does that stop? Right. And then with the the music they're talking about the emotional Attachment to some of the music, to right. where, like people love R. Kelly's songs from back in the day. He's not the best dude, not the best. But let's dude. be real, we all love R. Kelly songs. And then Michael Jackson, Same. even more so, right? Because he's, I mean, if you take the three they were talking about, Chris Brown, R. Kelly, right. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson's like infinitely more famous than all. Like he's yeah. had a like a bigger put a bigger dent in pop culture, sure, than anybody ever, than, than any of those people, yeah. you know. So. And he's also dead. Yep. And people are now still coming out with allegations. Like the most ag- gnarly stuff Against ever. him. Yeah. And where do you draw that line? How does it work? How do you, you know, do you... It, there's no answers, and that's kind of what they're discussing. Right. But it, it is a really, really interesting, interesting topic. That is a good topic. So that was a... That is definitely one of the... One of the hottest topics... The, other hot topic. Well, I can't even. The other topic that I is hot is so fucking hot that I can't even talk about it. It was on James Altucher's show, and it's it's too hot to handle. I can't handle the blowback. Was it the Sam Harris one? Which one was that? The one where he talks. He kind of is going down the road you were just talking about, and like identifying like the kind of the steps in the way, and then hot button issues that are like extremely hot button, and being able to draw lines and be like, well. You can twist people's words, and and because of things that are really positive, like Me Too's, and then even racial stuff. Yes, then people it take that, it to the next. It was next. that episode. Like yeah. they're discovering um, things about our gene pool, and depending yep. on who makes that discovery, the you know the scientists could be seen in either like a really amazing light, yep. or we're actually going to strip this strip this dude of his entire career yeah. and just shoot him straight to hell. But yep. that episode was amazing. And I love... It's really interesting. It's super interesting. And, it, and the, the dude even admits in that episode, he's like, I can say stuff because I'm in a place where it's hard to fire me. But he literally, his quote is like, he's all, I've, like, in what I've been saying this, he's all, I've walked the line and for a lot of people gone over the he's, line in the stuff I've been saying. And he's all, I know that. But like, yeah, he's all. Other people haven't even come close to the line and have been thrown to the sharks for way less than I'm talking yeah. now. And, and, and it is a pretty interesting episode. And it's it's funny because if you take what he's saying, it's just as, as information. Yeah, he actually shouldn't be anywhere near the line, right? Because if, if we're able, but yeah, if we're distinguish. able to open up and have these conversations right. and just talk about things, because you know he's not putting any blame on anything. He's not mm. talking shit about anybody. No. He, he's just dissecting some information. Yes. Yeah, and having crazy. a conversation about it. And th- where where it gets a little bit easier into ways that we probably can talk about here without getting fucking blacklisted from everywhere everywhere <laughs> yeah. is he, he's talking about 
or part of what he's talking about is the way people are are making decisions or having decisions decided for them. For example, if you take politics, you people generally want to lump into either the left or the right. Right. And instead of thinking about each of the individual issues on their own, they're letting what it means to be part of the left or what it means to be part of the right to define what they believe about a topic. And right. he says, you know, if I know what your stance is on gun control or gun ownership, right. I can really predictably like understand how you're going to feel about something like abortion yep. or how you're going to feel about climate change. Now, none of these issues are related to each other at all. Right. They're their own separate Diverse issues that, that don't correlate. Yep. But why do I know that if you're like down with guns, there's like probably eighty five percent probability that you you know I, I, can, I can predict what you yeah. wh- how you feel about climate change. Yeah, yeah. So th- I thought that was I I feel that way a lot of times mm. because I don't think like, I identify like don't with let me e- in with either political party right. because. The issues are super complex, and I, I, you can fucking put the, f- I'm, I'm, I'm putting the flame suit on right now. He's <laughs> looking him go. Flame suit is on, so fucking feel free to flame me. I, I want to, because I was, I grew up this way, and there's a lot of these political preferences in my, in my family. Like, sure. I want to align with what people would call the left. Yeah. Like the progressive left. That's where I feel like I would, you know, most naturally sure fit in. But I think the people who are really deep in that game are kind of becoming their own worst enemies. Right. And are going par- whistleblowy. I mean, it's a lot of different things. Sure. It's alienating, right? That's the best I, I think the I think the extreme left is probably one of the reasons that we have someone who's on the extreme right in office Yeah, because the left is factioned what could be progressive politics and a president that I'm assuming that uh, like people listening to this podcast have semi similar political views to it feels like we would most likely be living with a lot of left wingers of sorts. Yeah. (laughs) Not to call ourselves out. Judging by what I see in the coffee industry, like the bulk of people that listen to the podcast like these. Right. Um but they're you know they're I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah, it's it's so fractioned to where people who should be rallying around something. Oh I was to say is having some sort of president that we can all really get behind mm. and we think is awesome, we're too busy shaming each other who, <laughs> right. who are closer, you know, let's say there's me right. and there's you and then there's someone else who's fucking way out there, like someone who's like just totally off base, like full nutballs. Like, right. sure, you and I have differences, but I'm not trying to spend all of my time thinking about how you and I are different and how I'm going to, you know, Jared did this thing and fuck that. That's wrong. Like I'm coming J- after him. Jared's Jared's acting like a chump and I'm going to come after Jared. I'm right. going to use all my energy to come after Jared. Meanwhile, while I'm focusing on Jared, this other motherfucker is elected 
president of our country because I like <laughs> right when we're you should be on my other. team. Right. Like we should be buddies. And if if we're both aligning with whatever party X is, Ew. but you have a different view on gun control than I do, that shouldn't be something that keeps us from doing what's right for the whole right. fucking the bigger nation. Picture. For the bigger picture. So it's like we're slitting our own wrists here and then whining about it. And I just <laughs> I I it pains me to watch that to watch that happen. And I, I I think that that and where he's going with those conversations, that extrapolates into the greater view of humanity, which mm-hmm. on some level, people really all want the same thing. I mean, let's say yeah, I'm, everybody I'm, wants to be successful, have friends, and that's pretty much like an eat and have a place to live, right? right. And it's like like base you know, level. I'm talking about the left being like f- split into fractions. Yeah, but yeah. like let's say you took someone on the extreme left and someone on the like full blown right, put them together and sent them out to have dinner with each other, not talking politics. You know, yeah. people, ha- they're going to have more in common than they don't have in, yeah. in maybe common. Maybe a few different few, hobbies. Maybe but like, a few different hobbies. And the they want good family. They want to eat. They want to have a good place to live. Maybe travel. Their experience in the world is more similar than it's different. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, Basic human needs here, yeah. you know? And so that is, that's why I thought that episode. And if, I mean, I don't even know if that's... Here, I'm scared to even say that we can link to that episode. No, nah, we can't link to that we episode because people will do what I was going to talk about, which is like what they did to the Liam Neeson. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. And I, I heard, about, heard it, about that. Through I the, heard about it through yeah. that episode. And so essentially what Liam Neeson tries to do is tries to have like a really honest moment with some people and it all gets blown out of proportion. And I'm not even going to tell it exactly because same reason, right? People yeah. will come at us like, oh, cool, you're defending this, that, and the other. But the point is, is something absolutely terrible happened to one of his best friends. And because of that, he was saying for the next week, all my emotions were out of whack in some bullshit. And all I wanted to do, he's all, I literally was looking for a reason to harm a certain style and kind of person. And because of the details of that situation, it became a hot button issue when all he was saying is he was like, I was in a bad emotional state and this is what my emotional state was. I don't even feel this way in real life. I felt like this for a week and I didn't do anything about it. I felt a way. Well, and I think the, also what he was talking about was he was addressing how disappointed he was in himself yes. for even having those feelings. Exactly. And that was on top of and it. And was right. like, I don't want, I, this was lame. Right. I don't even want to feel this way. Yep. Um, and he was essentially just saying how it was essentially like I was triggered by a really intense traumatic event that my friend had to feel a certain way. I wish I didn't feel that way. It's a bummer. I felt that way. I'm glad I didn't act on how I felt, which is essentially what fucking grownups do is they don't do what they feel all the time. Oh, I mean, there's a huge <laughs> difference between what you think and what you do. Right. And I so mean, if that's exactly it. If and we f- did everything that we thought, or if thoughts counted felt, like doings, oh, we'd be fucked seven ways till Sunday. Nobody'd be There's, doing good things. There would be no chance. Yeah. Like, all of us think about ridiculous things that we have no intention of acting on. Yeah. I, and in fact, in another some whatever podcast, I remember Tony Robbins being like, dude, everybody's had, he's all, half the thoughts we have are not any different than anybody else's thoughts. So how many times have you said, I'm going to beat the shit out of that person and never done it? 
Uh, probably a lot. Or I want to fucking crush that person's head in. And you're like, something terrible like that, which don't lie to yourself. We've all said something like that in our lives and never done it. Yeah, and not to get uber corny, but let's take it back to <laughs> Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix. Mm, great one. That's the, not corny at all. It's the last fight scene at the end, which Fantastic. is dope. And oh, yeah. Voldemort takes over his Harry's brain for body a yeah. for a second, and Dumbledore leans in, and he's like, it's not how you're alike. It's how you're not alike. Right. And we all have 10, we, you know, we all have potential to do bad things. We all think thoughts that aren't super awesome. And it's not those thoughts that make us good or bad people. And I'd even argue that there aren't any good or bad people. Everything's on a gradient. Right. But just because you think something terrible doesn't mean that you're a terrible person. No. It's ultimately your actions and how you can, how you work on controlling yourself, I think, and yeah, you also have to work on your mental game and emotional game, and that's an ongoing thing because you're always going to start with less emotional capacity and maturity, and you should theoretically grow in that anyway. Yeah, so mean, this is like so real. You said maturity, and that's the word for it. Like maturity is being able to control those emotions and decides which decide which ones you're going to act on and which ones are just for my brain only. Man, and this and is not going to serve me well. Yeah, and it's the basically we're all. We're all trying to get hijacked real quick by our emotions through the media, through everything that happens. And if you're the kind of person who just automatically assumes the worst of a human being because of something you heard, that's a bummer. And and the more famous you get, the more that's going to happen. So, I mean, even, even truthfully, Chris and I and Charles actually don't think the people who are, just to bring it to a, where we're at, right? We actually don't think the people who run Caterpillar are actually like trying to do anything malicious to us at all. But we also don't think they've heard the reality of what's happening, maybe, from lawyers who might be on retention in their company. And we're like trying to get a hold of people to talk to people because we are not all that dissimilar, I would imagine. And we also think the best intentions are being held at the right places in that company. But at the same time, we're just feeling what we feel right now, which is bullied. And it's interesting to have that juxtaposition of not being able to have a true conversation yet you know like want to want to feel the best and assume the best but not have any way to like seal the deal tie a bow around it be positive together i'm gonna say his name super wrong the holy cacao dude wesley did i make that up (laughs) wyatt wyatt (laughs) wyatt woods i'm sorry wyatt uh we talked with wyatt the other day yeah and he kind of blew my mind because he had some other chocolate companies pop up that had the same name. And we were talking about how we had just got, you know, paper in the mail. And he's like, did anybody call you? Did anybody do the thing? And we're like, no, it's just like paper. He's like, oh, it's so weird. And his thought process for when he was navigating through that, mm-hmm. someone basically took his name. His first, his first move was actually just to call them, not accuse them of like, one, not go get a lawyer yeah. and be like, you need to fucking remove this. This is bullshit. Not call them up and be like, hey, why are you trying to fuck me over? But just call and open the lines of communication and be like, hey, what's up? My name's Wyatt. I'm sure you didn't know about this, but right. we have this company that's called this and we've been operating for for six years. So just, just wanted to make you aware. And through that understanding, mm-hmm. he doesn't create conflict he creates because people are like people get it yeah you know people are like oh dude i didn't even know that's totally my bad and one of those places 
is like an account of his now. Yeah. It, and I think that's that's an amazing way to maneuver through the world. Where if you say something that I think is stupid, instead of me telling you it's dumb as fuck, I can be like, well, well tell me a little bit more about what you right. mean by that. Right. Like, help me understand where you're coming from. Get your thought processes yeah, along. Yeah, because curiosity is great, right? Maybe mm-hmm. I learned something from you. Yeah. And the world... The world doesn't exist in buzzwords and sound bites. We can't apply those things to maneuver through daily life. We're setting ourselves up to fail, and we're setting ourselves up to have our decisions made for us. Yep. And that's scary. And that being wanting to fit in with, you know, X party, whether it's political or whether it's some subculture movement, is stripping us of our autonomy, and it's making us afraid to talk about issues that are important because... Instead of having progressive conversation, we're just going to shut the fuck up because we're too scared of being chastised for saying something that might not be the trending thing at the moment. Yeah, don't get tossed out the tribe. You're going to die. Right. (laughs) Yeah, which is they're playing on a a basic human fear, right? People want to be part of the tribe. Well, you need to have a sense of belonging. So here we are, Chris. (laughs) Me and you. We belong on this podcast. We're belonging here. And I, 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 I... Jeez, I even hate that I ha- uh, used the terms left and rights and descriptors, but I think people can sink their teeth in, into what that means. And I, I mean, it's the easiest way to convey it. It's the easiest way to convey the idea. So I'm not saying if if you're on this side or the other that this isn't the place for you. I really want this to be a place where we welcome all people, all forms of oh, view. 100 percent. Where where. You know, there's going to be some things we do that you disagree with. There's going to be some things that you believe that we disagree with. And that's great. That's that's what culture is really about. That's what having a different dynamic of people is really about. Like, that's the beauty of diversity. I mean, sorry. Like, no, I think that's I mean, and if we were to be honest with ourselves, I don't think anybody is hardcore. There's going to be a mishmash. Like, it's a gradient. Literally, if you could picture all these colors in the world, rights, lefts, middles, like, People are really, if you were to break them down, going to fall somewhere on this gradient that is maybe a lot different than you might judge them on. In the same way, it's like people look at personality tests and try to call themselves whatever, Enneagram 3 or ENFJ. It's like you are not only that. You are, if you really look through all these things, you are a little bit of a lot of these things. And you're just maybe more of a certain area than the others. And that is, I think, the case with all human beings as well. And there's always a place to meet, and there's always a place of correlation and understanding, no matter what or who you are. That's just reality to me. I don't believe in, like, you know, you can't be one thing. There's no hard line anymore. Yeah. There never was. I don't think there ever was. There never was yeah, a hard line. It's just, well, you see it. It's it's trickier now because before there was no social media, there was no internet. Right. So you you don't have these continual blasts of information all the time where you feel like you need to align yourself with these different mm-hmm. parties that you feel, you know, you feel like in some way that you're a part of. Right. You know, and it's especially dude, people in influence get your, get your shit together and realize, you know, what, what you're doing. If I look up to you and you have a big audience, you have a ton of power to influence the way people think. And sure. If you're, cont- I don't know, it's just like, it's some sort of, I'm just, I'm saying the same shit over and over again. It doesn't matter. I, yeah, I, I, I would just love, matters. yeah, I, I love openness. I love having, I love having stimulating conversations and stimulating conversations can only happen if everybody decides to let their guard down and not judge for a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Because other than that, you're, you're stuck with, if we can't do that, we're stuck with surface level conversations. Hey, what's up, man? How's the day going? Today's good. Cool, man. Like it. Cool. Bye. Is it though? And, and that's, that's the, uh-huh. you know, that's our whole existence in the same way. We can't have a conversation on Instagram. Someone can post something and you can either throw a bunch of happy emojis or tell someone to go fuck themselves. Yeah. This you know, <laughs> we're living in the two extremes and that's, that's lame. We need to be confident enough and gracious enough with each other to let that communication happen. I wonder, you know, I'm thinking about there's been the liturgists have pulled off, not pulled off. That's a, like they were going to pull off something. The liturgists have, essentially created a space for people of all kinds, right, to come together and ask questions. A safe space, essentially, that you're talking about. They've been trying to do this. And they become really successful. I'm like, I'm wondering if there's a way for more of us in coffee to do it and not make it so specifically about any issue. Who, and, you know, because... Who, what, Describe yeah? the liturgists to me. For, I mean, the liturgists started... It's chill. It's they, they are... Gosh. It's, I guess, spirituality is the okay. best way of saying this. But it's essentially... It was two dudes who started it. So that science Mike guy, Michael, okay. you know, Mike McCarg and uh-huh. and Gunger, Michael Gunger, who yeah. was a uh, big time super. They were both actually major. I guess you would theoretically throw them in like fundamentalist Christian upbringing, who fully like went atheist and then are back into some form of like spirituality. They're not necessarily trying to name it some some form of Christian, but not Buddhist. But you know, like. And, but that's the thing is essentially right. like they have found a place to be like, this is too hard to understand science, people, the world, but also hitting issues with like inclusivity and just acceptance. And it's, it, in a general sense, they are saying what you just said, but also in, including emotional, spiritual health in that Got realm it. and inviting people to listen for one, which they have really amazing episodes and now there's more of them. So they started it and now there's a, a, a gal who's like a really insane therapist, psychologist, and then another dude who does music and I forget their names, but I would remember them offhand. They do an amazing job and essentially talk about a hard shit and allow people from all over the world to come when they do their live events. They get to ask questions, especially in science mic ones and they, they do a really great job. It's really interesting shit. But it's also stuff that everybody thinks and nobody has a place to like bring it to the table and just talk about it openly and feel loved and accepted in a completely, you know, like the farthest right and the farthest left in the same room having the same faith crisis or I've been whatever gay my whole life and I've just come out and I'm in a church and I don't know how to be and everybody there is like, we got your back. Shit like that, you know, like all and everything in between. I mean, that sounds amazing, honestly. I would love to do something like that. I honestly feel too scared to. Well, I don't know how it works in our industry because our industry is more interested. It feels like recently in pushing buttons instead of being in the con. uh, That sounds mean, but it feels it's (laughs) how I feel is we're saying we want to be inclusive more so by throwing people under the bus in the past. And I think we're getting through that now and I think it's becoming more positive, but there was a while there where it was more push the buttons because there's an issue. And even if you were coming from the right place, it felt more like the world was under attack versus specifically positively aware. And that's a personal feeling, not necessarily how it was received by everybody in our industry. So I am okay being wrong. Well, it's how you feel. It's you just can't a be wrong. feeling. So that was my feeling when I watched. 
I think there's a way for this all to be talked about in a loving way and not a, I guess, an internet call, internet call out culture. And I guess I felt it was more like internet call out culture than it was getting together and having like loving, honest conversations. And I, the cool thing, T-Ben's put together some shit to, and I'm saying that because Glitter Cat's, I only know him and Glitter Cat together. So I think there's for sure more people involved. Apologies. I am busy and I haven't looked this shit up. <laughs> so I'm not trying to not give credit to people. Love you. I mean, T-Ben's a big public person in the coffee thing. Yeah. it's Yeah. I don't know who's involved in that either. I saw that he set it up. I don't even know what it is. I haven't even been on the anything. Like I said, I watched 10 minutes of skate videos, but I, I, I vibe, I vibe that idea. And I, I, I kind of I, I love that I, w- I would love to have some sort of open open communication like that. And what I was going to say is, I bet we're working uphill here also because human beings, by default programming, have a negativity bias in their brain. We do so things that are things that have shock value, things that are negative, things that are bad. They hit our brain harder and they cause us to react more. Which is why the news is. Mostly a bunch of negative shit. Like the stuff that we hear about, like you're more likely to hear about someone's bullshit drama than you are when someone did something really, really awesome. Every and, time. And spun spun in our way. And don't take this the wrong way. I'm incredibly grateful. I fucking love everyone out there who's been helping us. But the thing with Caterpillar that we're going through is getting infinitely more attention than when we announced that we were going to do employee ownership and there's four other people who now have a percentage ownership in cat and cloud right to me the employee ownership is Way a more. bigger stride forward and it's a big huge positive thing and people were down they're like yeah this is awesome and then it you know i mean that kind of went in like it kind of goes away an eighth of a second people are like that's neat i like the video cool good for you guys and the, the negative stuff is like fuck that shit and again Super grateful, and I'm not calling anyone out. I'm just saying that with how you were saying people pushing mm-hmm. other people's buttons, part of that is being aware of it, but I think part of it is people are res- people are hardwired to respond to that stuff, so it's a harder cycle to break. It is very much a hard... I th- you're totally right. And I, I mean, we're... We guaranteed if we were to, like... If I were to sit and take a step back and, like, pay attention as well... I would probably be equally as guilty as anybody else in 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 how I respond. It, it, I'm sure. I'm oh, sure. I dude. mean, for sure. Anytime I see bullying, it's interesting though, and I'm literally just speaking for myself. I wonder, and it's got to be the storytelling. And the reason I'm saying this, it's not about us so much, but like one of the most moving things to me is seeing people on like TV and shows like good things happen to them. Like literally like tear up over, over somebody who just like doesn't feel like they have a shot in the world. And then like you see them, whatever, win something, get on the master chef cooking show. And that's just like their lives change. It just means so much to them. That is equally moving to me as watching somebody get bullied yet. For some reason, we don't play on that in the same way in media. And I think we could. Some, it's hard to do maybe through paper. But, man, you can tell those. Somebody's got to tell that story. Somebody's got to show that person have their life changed positively. 
and it means a lot. Like I love that shit so much more than I love the negative stuff. You see that in shows, but you don't really see it in the news, and you don't see as much in it's conversation. I mean, I think what you're describing is the hero's journey. Sure. Some some arc of it. So take any epic movie. Right. It's got some sort of hero's journey. That's why in we it. watch them? And that yeah, and because you feel that like overcome yeah. empowerment whatever and that's the same thing that you're seeing in the you know in the cooking shows or sure. whatever someone who has zero chance in hell and then they they made it so i think they're so maybe there's a way maybe what we're figuring out right now you fucking heard it here first right okay oh, is, trademark it <laughs> you know maybe there could be a fundamental shift in journalism and communication and instead of painting things in a negative light that brings people down, maybe we look at it from the other angle. Like, how can we tell the news through the arc of the hero's journey? That would be a really interesting thing to see. You know what I'm saying? How? I, I mean, even I have some, no answer totally. for this. I'm just riffing right now. I you just tickled I my brain. I don't have an answer either. But I just I know that even as simple as when we were admitting to our team at that staff meeting how we we were bummed about the way that we essentially reacted to negative news and kind of sprung into action and didn't share it with our team first, how good it felt for Rachel to stand up and be like, look, you did blow it. Sure. But like in the context of how this is all working, like you guys are doing your best. We can all see that. And, and I was like, holy shit. Like that almost brought me to tears. Cause I was like, just even feeling acknowledged for trying your best is a, big deal in a world where you don't feel that you're more yeah. often to feel the other like totally. how, how did you fail how did you fail how did you fail to have somebody be like you failed but guess what you know like it's all good we really still trust you yeah that was very thoughtful and yeah. that's that is in the similar vein to me as the person who you know almost like a Reezy resale story is the easy one for us. If you want to go back and listen to somebody who came from nothing, he didn't necessarily get like a specific big break, but it's somebody like that who's like on the cooking show and they're about to lose. And then Gordon Ramsay's all, you know what? Actually, I got an ace in the hole for one person in this competition and I believe in you. You get another chance to be in this thing. And then they make it on the thing and their whole, it's, it's the same feeling for me, you know? And so I'm like, we can that is equally as powerful in a positive way as all the negative stuff it's just tenfold the negative so much and we remember the negative cuz it hurts more it hurts more yeah that's probably yeah maybe there is more positive than i'm giving credit for and maybe i'm just not registering in it cuz i'm in so much pain <sighs> so i mean it, it, it does take i think they said like it's a 10 to 1 or something for every 10 positive things or something it's stupid. It's twice as, as much. Is it twice? Well, two think, to one or six to one or I, I don't know. I think it's double. Yeah. You have to, you have to experience we'll have to do some the, fact the positives. Yeah. You Carol. Put in, Carol, put it in the show <laughs> check, check the facts. Love you, Carol. We need help. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Carol. So I found a 2012 New York Times article that suggested five positive experiences have an equal impact to one negative experience. And it was referencing this article, a scientific article put together by several psychologists um, that is called Bad is Stronger Than Good. It was in the 2001 Review of General Psychology, and it basically was looking at tons of different categories and measuring the asymmetry of bad versus good experiences. And the five to one came specifically from this close relationship study. Um, but they also looked at studies about just general events or learning 
our memory and stereotypes and feedback and how, you know, the negativity bias affects those things. Additionally, I came across a article in the Harvard Business Review and it's from 2013 and it's talking about like the ideal positive feedback to constructive criticism ratio and they said that it was about six to one. So there you have it. Five to one, six to one, something like that. Check the show notes for any links to what I just talked about. Okay, bye. Anyway, I don't I don't know, but I think I think this is all pretty good conversation. More stimulating conversation. I'm going to do some exercise, pick up my row. girls. Hopefully Aptos gets inspected today, which will put us into some fun times. Shout out to that team and all our team members for working so hard. Because you know what? We're stretching you right now. But when you stretch, you grow. <laughs> Plant a seed once you grow. Hey, happy birthday, man. You will see. You're welcome. Me. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks. Bye. I'm going to lotion up. (laughs) 